Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And, uh, of course, yesterday, last two days, uh, I had the NFL draft. Um, I, yeah, I always wondered if there would be a way to, you know, do something like that with NASCAR, you know, um, to have like some sort of draft situation. But uh, I, I guess it goes all the time. As a matter of fact, a little bit later, we're going to talk about um, uh, Kyle Busch and issues that, that he had uh, related to keeping a ride. So that's got to be um, extremely similar. But uh, uh, welcome back, Dan. Good to have you. And uh, RJ, how you doing this morning, man? A lot better now that Dan's back. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it changed my day. But no, everything's doing good. Keeping busy. A beautiful week out here in Albuquerque and ready for a great weekend. Yeah, well, and uh, you, you did a good job. I mean, I, I don't know how to do it at all. That's why I sit all the way over here, as far away from the board as possible, because uh, I probably would have burned the place down by now, you know, just uh, not knowing what I'm doing. Uh, but let's jump into the Unser Racing Museum event calendar. We've got a whole lot of stuff going on. As a matter of fact, I mean, today, last day of April, uh, we're we're one-third of the way through the year already. That's the part that kind of scares yeah. me. No, there's so much stuff. I mean, and this is a time where spring's, spring's here. It's, it's time for the graduation season. It's time for these great racing series. And then summer's right around where yeah. literally there's no room to breathe with all the events coming around. So... It's a fun time for sure, and we always start with all of our great local events. So we're going to Albuquerque Dragway, where today is going to be their Street to Strip presented by Euro Performance, where the gates are going to open at 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., so a beautiful day for racing. And then tomorrow, the first day of May, May Day, May 1st, is going to be the Duke City Shootout, which is going to be a bracket race that's featuring the AFX Nostalgia Super Stalkers. That is going to be an amazing event to go watch. Now, Sunday, they always do a good opening at 9 a.m. So great early racing on a Sunday, beautiful weekend. Go out and support Albuquerque Dragway. Yeah, the AF, uh, AFX uh, Nostalgia Super Stalkers are really cool. Because uh, that's, you know, I to me, that that's part of the heyday of drag racing. Uh, you have uh, all of the, you know, like uh, Ford Fairlanes, uh, you have the Novas, you know, all the different uh, uh, bigger cars. But, man, they, they came with a lot of brute power in it. Of course, now you have a lot of cars that are rolling off the showroom. Uh, they got seven, 800 horsepower. As a matter of fact, I just wanted to jump in at this point, talk a little bit about uh, what happened at Cars and Coffee. Right. Cars and Coffee has now basically been canceled. They've been kicked off the lot over there off of Jefferson because a lot of people are doing burnouts and drag racing like, you know, right there on Jefferson, which if anybody's driven down Jefferson between like Ellis and Paseo del Norte, that's that's not exactly a straight area. And, you know, the worst part was I don't know if anybody saw any of the videos on it, 
Uh, but there was people just standing to the side of the street. The guy loses, you know, loses it with his Corvette. And, uh, and of course, I think the landlord, because you and I, you know, we stood out there. I mean, Steve Haydu, too. Um, the landlord didn't want us there. I don't think we were the problem there either. And we weren't the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, it was more awareness to the businesses in the center or not. But but I have heard that there's a coffee and cars where people are starting to get together over here on the west side at Cottonwood. So, I mean, guys, you got things like street to strip. You could go out and run as many passes as you want, right? You can go out there. I mean, why do we need? Why do you need to do it on the city street and ruin it for the couple of hundred people that would come out every Saturday morning and follow the rules and just you know stand around and BS, right? And then go on with the rest of their Saturday. So, you know, I, I don't need to get in my soapbox, but way to ruin it for everybody, right? Man, and those events. I mean, there's going to be a lot that are going to be comparable. We're going to have it on the calendar. But, I mean, that's events where young and old, everyone comes out and gathers and just, they should be just walking around, enjoying cars. I mean, right. I, so I always had fun with the smooths last week, but that's what they did. Right. They relaxed. They hung out. They had some good times. They supported local with some good coffee. Right. And that's what an event should be like. So there's there's events for racing. Guess what? Go out to Albuquerque Dragway. Go out and see some of the racing sites that we have out here. And that's where you can enjoy that. It's got to be separate, though. Well, and I, I just really think that what it is, it's the guys that think they're fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go out there and you're on the drag strip and you and you actually get a time card, I mean, you know whether you're fast or not, right? And and so I think that that's one of those those situations that, you know, they if they really wanted to be good at something, they wanted to show what they had, they would go in a facility like that instead of being punks doing this up and down the street. Now, prove it. For me... <laughs> I, I was one of those punks that street races it, okay? So I'm not going to say I'm above anybody else, but come on. You know, come on, man. I mean, how can you get cars and coffee canceled? That's how you get cars and coffee canceled. All right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the uh, uh, event calendar off my soapbox. Uh, Sandia Speedway, uh, we've got some racing uh, going on this evening. Oh, yeah. So, so kind of switched up a little bit. There's a few events that they have going on. They do have one of their events that are going on where it's going to be the 305 wing sprints, AMOD stock cars, the cruisers, and the mini sprints are going to be out there. But then they have a few that are like planned out where, of course, they're going to have their traditional season. They're going to have the Albuquerque Super Lap Series that's going to be happening where it's the it's uh, round two of their Series 22 race. That's going to be May 7th. So that's only, I mean, a week away from now. That's not far off by any means. And right. then Southwest Motorsports is going to be there May 21st and 22nd. They're going to have racing on the Rio. That's going to be their next event at Sandia Speedway. So, so many different events, so many different racing out there. Dirt, street, all the fun stuff. Go out there to Sandia Sport. Well, Sandia Speedway, of course, they're switching to their night calendar uh, this week, so uh, the racing is going to start at six thirty, um, and so definitely, uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, Roswell Speedway, uh, what next weekend? They've got a, a cash days event. What yes. is that? So that was their big season. One of their big races was going to be last week that they had to postpone to weather. And, oh yeah. I mean, we we saw everything. I mean, being out at that uh, the park in the park event. I mean. Right. If, if weather was any worse, a lot of events were going to be canceled last weekend. So especially with drag racing, you want to be safe. You want to make sure everything right. is the perfect conditions. Right. So they're moving their event to May 6th for the Cash Day events at Roswell Dragway. Give some support and see some great racing. Well, Vado Speedway's racing this weekend, though, and uh, Las Cruces Nights. 
Yep. So it's like it might as well be. I mean, I just love how everything's kind of get dedicated night. They had the Anthony Chappelle and Chappelle uh, race last week, and this one is going to be Las Cruces night. So racing at seven thirty. Uh, gates open at five, and you're going to see the three hundred five wing sprints, the modifieds, B mods, legends, and stock cars are all going to be out there down in Vado, New Mexico. So go out, support, have a great time, and there's some serious racing going on down there. Everything that we've heard is just. Kudos to the facility and kudos to some great racing and some great times out there. So Aliens not racing till next weekend, uh, but Uranium finally going to have their season opener this weekend. Yep, Aliens taking the week off, and uh, Uranium, they had their test in tune. That was the event that they had last week. And then the season opener is going on this weekend with the Micro Sprints, A-Mods, Hobby Stocks, Stock Cars, and the Street Stocks are going to be out there. So Uranium, they do have a cool uh, list of all these crazy events that they have going on. Pretty much the whole month, every every month, they have a whole month of May racing. They're taking one week off in June, and they're just they're going at it. They're going to have a full, great season schedule. And season opener is going to be today from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. All right, and so Moriarty MX, two wheels. I think we have to wait till next weekend. We, we do, but Moriarty MX, I mean, they always I, – I, I think there's – unless they do real renovations, I think you could find some racing out there. They have some practicing <laughs> out there. and On two wheels, they go around and have a good time. But their next event for the Moriarty MX 2022 Lucky 13 Race Series is going to be the Round 5 event, the New Mexico – state motocross championship so this is one of the big ones they rev up for you're going to see a lot more uh new mexico i mean all around the state are going to travel to this great event on two wheels so you're gonna have to wait one week but mariani mx you're going to want to see some great racing for round five the new mexico state motocross championship all right well uh buckle up stay tuned we got a whole lot more on the other side you've been listening to the new mexico motorsports report here on espn radio 1017 the team Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's using a message from the Water Authority. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And so um, earlier this week, uh, NASCAR announced the uh, format for the uh, All-Star Race. And, you know, I mean, as a promoter, former promoter, uh, timing is everything. Uh, Why they decided to announce that like an hour before the NFL draft, either either they didn't want anybody to know about it um, or they didn't know the draft was going on, which is funny because Dan and I were talking about this earlier today. Uh, It snuck up on us. I mean, all of a sudden it's like it's draft time. I mean, what happened? Was the draft earlier th- this year, RJ? It, it wasn't. It wasn't earlier. They always try to do it the last week in April. But I don't know if it was just not talked about, or there was enough like stuff during the off season, or if it just wasn't talked about enough. But this was the most, especially. I mean, just talking about the draft itself, the most unpredictable year. So it hmm. wasn't like the main storylines because everyone's like, I don't know what's going on. So I mean, oh, right. I don't you know if it just wasn't RG3 talked about. Much, Andrew but Luck it was different kinda... for sure. 
Ah, uh, is that what it was? They yeah. didn't have a, the, the big name and trying to figure out what team. I think also I'm just full baseball mode right now. I'm not paying attention to anything else but baseball. Baseball. <laughs> well, I, we we know we know that. So I, I'm going to try and go through this this All Star format um, really quick. Okay, so it's a million dollars to win. That that's pretty cool. Uh, All Star race is going to be in Texas uh, on May 22nd. Um, a little history: the Winston started the whole All Star race. Actually, started in 1985. Uh, Kyle Larson, of course, won 2021 and 2019 with Chase Elliott winning in 2020. So you can see there's been uh, a lot of uh, Hendrick dominance there. Um, but get this. Okay, so this is how it goes. So uh, get a pen and paper in order to write this down because this is crazy. Uh, so qualifying, and Dan got his papers. Look, I mean, he, he listens. Qualifying is going to be two rounds uh, with a single lap of the reverse order of the 2022 Owner points with the top eight going head to head in elimination bracket races. Elimination of what? So eight cars are going to be eliminated, and they're going to do this. They're going to on pit road. Uh, they're going to they're going to race. They're going to get a full pit stop. There's no speed limit going out of the pits. They're going to tear out of the pits and all the way around. And the first car back to the start finish line um, is is going to have won that competition uh, with each other. Did you just get a? piece of paper and right there top eight <laughs> all right okay top eight all right so the top eight are going to do that it with the last two it's going to they're going to eliminate and they're going to get down to two and the winner of that is is going to be on the pole okay now of course we also have the all-star open uh which is going to be uh 20 laps 20 laps and 10 laps with the winner of each stage and a winner for the van- fan vote is going to also make it into the race Okay, so anybody confused yet? Okay, because I'm confused. Okay, and Dan definitely is confused. Okay, then the event itself, <clears throat> 25 laps. It's going to, or 125 laps. It's going to be segments, four segments, 25 laps, 25 laps, 50 laps. Okay, so that's not complicated enough. So the first 25 laps, the, the winner um, will get the pole as long as they finish 15th or above in segment two and three. Okay. Any anybody else care? I, I I've I've lost. Okay. So here here's here's my deal. I I don't know why we have to have an all star race. All right. NASCAR already has thirty six, thirty seven. I've lost count of how many points races they have for a whole season. They start in February. They end almost in December. Right. So and and not only that, those guys race every week on the track together. Right. Because I remember, and I'll go to Dan with baseball, because, you know, at one time I was really into baseball, and the baseball all-star game, you, you would go down to the local, you know, uh, convenience store, and you'd get a little ballot, and of course you'd fill in every player on your team, right, you know, and then you would submit it, because the cool thing was to see people on the field that don't normally play together. Like, you know, you'd have a New York Yankee, boo, and then you'd have a Kansas City Royal on third. So you'd have a shit, you know, because George Brett was always uh, in the All-Star games, right? And so, you know, it, you you hate the guy you hated, you would see, you know, playing right next to your favorite guy, right? So so there was some interest. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm from the old guy era where I saw Pete Rose play and take out somebody at home plate. I mean, where it really seemed like a real game, right? And so, to me, that made a little bit more sense, but... I've lost track of baseball all-star games. Um, I, are they any fun, Dan? I got to say watching last year was a lot of fun. 
Okay. Uh, getting to see Shohei Otani pitch to Salvi Perez, Vladdy Guerrero on first. That was awesome. That was, that was really great to see. And it being in Colorado and they have such a beautiful facility up there and the home run derby was fun. I know a, as a baseball fan, I thoroughly enjoy getting to watch that weekend. Okay, so it seems to me that that at least makes a little sense, right? Because it's a little bit different. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it almost still comes back to it's, it's, it's funner or more fun, whatever the word is, to be there live. You know, I mean, and I think that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, RJ, the NFL, they have their all-star game after the season. I mean, by then, well, actually, don't haven't they shoved it now between the championship game and the Super Bowl or whatever? Okay, well, at least that's a little more interesting. Um, but, of course, that's the weekend that everybody takes off, right, because you're exhausted from the playoffs. But anyway, I mean, and, and those guys, I mean, and it's a joke when you watch it. The only thing funnier is watching the the in the NBA championship game where you know those guys don't want to get hurt at all as a matter of fact a lot of them don't even show up i mean ha- have have all these all-star games run their course there's certain things where i mean i i know certain things are incentivized there's certain things where hey it helps your hall of fame you know ballot kind of thing it helps you know kind of with your incentives for your contracts and also i mean it is cool for the city itself that race that you know I bet the race that's going to have this all-star race, you know, the city that has it is going to have some fun and they're going to, you know, kind of hype it up. Except I always think NASCAR, even though there are groups, it's an individual sport. So I don't see, I mean, every race is pretty much an all-star race. Every, every golf event is pretty much an all-star golf event. I don't see, you know, every tennis player. It's, 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 it's more that's individualized. True. So the part where it's like, I want to see Peyton Manning throwing to Randy Moss. It's like, okay, that was a little back in the day, but that that's a kind of a cool event. While these individual ones, it's that should be every week, and that's what kind of makes it special. So an all-star race where all these kind of different things, it's not like there's brand new rules, there's brand new formats, but it's not like, hey, trying out these new sensors or anything, but it, it's something that... It's still fun for the city, but I just I don't see the benefit of an individual sport having an all-star race. Well, I will say this. Of course, in, in basketball and baseball and everything, I mean, somebody could get injured, right? And, and that would affect them. But when it comes to car racing, right? I mean, and especially with the supply chain issues around NASCAR and their new car this year, I mean, tearing up a car in an all-star game uh, is just stupid. I mean, I mean what, what, what is really the point? Um, I mean, I to me, I I I don't even know if I'm going to bother watching it. And dude, and I'm and I'm the New Mexico Motorsports Report, you know. But all the things that they're doing um, just to make it interesting. Um, I mean, I, I'm afraid for for uh, you know, Clint Boyer. Uh, uh, you know, can you imagine Clint Boyer trying to explain this and keep track of it? I mean, the the dude is going to be you know. I mean, he's more interested in giving away twenty five thousand uh, dollars a week uh, than he is with that. But uh, um, it sounds to me like, you know, baseball. Now, granted, I, I got to ask you, Dan, did, did they do away with the DH? Uh, you know, or I mean, do away with the pitchers batting? Yeah, they, they did away with the opposite of the DH. They, now that they, okay. they have a universal DH uh, in baseball, and I think the sport's better for it, but that's a sep- That's for a different show. I, right. do, I do think on the, the all star race, you know, the, the point of all star festivities is what? It's to grow the sport. Right. And if we look at maybe the most popular league in the country, the NFL, their all-star, pro bowl, whatever you want to call it, stinks. No right. one watches it. 
No one wants to go. The players don't even want to go. Right. So I think, you know, I think a total reevaluation of the race itself. I think they should just go to Charlotte Motor Speedway and throw a party and have a huge all-star weekend party. And I think that would be so much better for the sport, for the drivers, for the league organization. I think that's, that's the way to go. Well, I think that's a fantastic point. So I got to throw it back to you, RJ. Um, so when they had that opening race and they went to, um, you know, they went to the L.A. Coliseum, right? Was that a better job of getting more interest, new fans? I mean, I guess an all-star game is also celebrating the sport and the history of the sport, I guess. Um, the, I mean, that makes more sense to me than doing an all-star race in the middle of the season. And and one, I know this is kind of a l- little separate, but I'm thinking of it kind of like how Formula One is trying all these kind of new races, and they're kind of spreading out a little. Yeah, bit. but they don't have an all-star race. No, and because they're the tw- they're the twenty greatest drivers in the world, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Where like the LA Coliseum one, I th- I was talking about that. Like, hey, that's something like brand new that like no one's really talking about. Like, if it was, I don't know, where like they built up a brand new stadium, like. They're doing like the NFL is going to be in Germany this year. Even though I might not be a good game, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. I kind of want to see like, okay, this is a different fan base. This is different. I mean, the commentary, the game is going to be the same, but just something new to the system. So right. having that, I think the LA Coliseum thing, have that kind of travel around more than just an all-star race where it's a race. Right. Now, I will say that there there was a time where NASCAR actually went to Japan mm-hmm. um, and, and had a race. And so I... I, I agree with you. That that would be much more interesting. I, I guess it would be interesting to to send him over to Abu Dhabi and run on the Formula One track. That'd be I mean, crazy. That, I, yeah, I'd be that, really that, interested. That would be crazy because I can't <laughs> imagine that that's a night race on a street circuit. You know, so I mean that that might be insane. All right. Well, speaking of insane, uh, a couple weeks ago NASCAR uh, threw dirt on the track at Bristol, and for the second year they had um, they probably sold more tickets. Um, to a, a spring Bristol race. But now, my understanding is they're leaving dirt on the track, right? Including the World of Outlaws uh, has been racing there for the last couple of days. And Spencer Hill, we sent him out there uh, to cover it. He's going to join us on the other side, going to talk a little bit about it. Plus, we got some audio from Kyle Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson had uh, quite a run. Uh, such a, Ricky, a rookie move. He didn't show up to staging on time. Tagged back and tried to race through the whole field. So we got that audio. We're going to be joined Spencer. He's going to give us some color on that on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. This is Earl Walker, three-time NASCAR champion, and you're listening to David Swope on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And, of course, a lot of talk with the uh, champion um, in NASCAR and Kyle Larson kind of, 
you know, seem to have broke down the dam of drivers going and driving um, other disciplines. Now, I, I'm one of those old guys that Dan always reminds me of. And, you know, I remember in the day when there was guys like Parnelli Jones, there was guys like A.J. Foyt, uh, even Mario uh, Andretti that would uh, drive across um, other platforms. But uh, Kyle Larson, we we caught some audio from him, actually uh, shared it. Spencer Hill shared it with us. But let's play that audio, and then, then we'll get Spencer in to give us some color on it. Kyle, I, I am not a fender guy by any means, and I don't know if half the people in this pit area are or the people in the stands, but my goodness, that was a show right there. I know you probably weren't happy with the beginning of the race having to get sent to the tail of the field, but that looked like a lot of fun for you. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier if I did not come from the tail. Um, I'm the only guy doing double duty here, so there's a lot of shit I got to get done to get my stuff ready. And... It's no wonder that you got teams like Mark Richards and them pulling off the tour. So I'm glad the Outlaws made a good decision there and I can put on a show for you fans. Uh, thank you, crowd, for coming out. Hopefully we can put on another show that's 57. Kyle Larson finishes up eighth in this late model feature event, Rick. All right, so uh, uh, joining us now, Spencer Hill. How you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good. Uh, pretty good for a young guy. Did I just hear you call yourself old, Dave? I, I called myself old twice today because oh, wow. i mean because dan reminded me that he said old guys are the only ones that care about pete rose getting in the hall of fame and i was like ah, that's a shot so anyway uh apparently i'm feeling old today but yeah i mean you're doing it i mean amazing to be able to go out, go out to bristol and check it out with some clay on there uh, give us a little color on what happened with kyle larson that he had to go to the back yeah so let me get some background going on of course i'm live from bristol motor speedway this morning uh it is so beautiful out here too by the way david everything is green out here weather is perfect but back to the kyle larson story biggest story of the night uh of course all the eyes were on kyle larson to make some big moves uh after he did so well just a few weeks ago in the cup car over here but going over to the late model side of things we'll start there after we heard that big uh, audio that we just listened to there. Larson, fast all night, scheduled to start second in the feature for the late model series. And unfortunately, as they're rolling onto the racing surface, he is told by the safety crew and the officials by World of Outlaws that he is going to have to go to the rear of the field for being late to the staging line. Uh, they found a, a basically a horn, and you have 10 minutes to get to staging, and he was there just seconds after the second horn sounded so casey schumann world of outlaws main official with the late model series there, making the tough decision to send kyle larson the rear of the field and he was not happy dave uh he worked his way hard for 30 laps from the rear of the field all the way up drove up to second right on the back bumper of jonathan davenport who went on to win your feature event and unfortunately larson on that last lap getting into the wall on the top side, turn one and two, uh, and he would finish, but a very broken race car at that with an eighth-place finish for Kyle Larson, and you heard that audio right there. Not happy with World of Outlaws officials. Jonathan Davenport going on to win, Ricky Weiss second, and Kyle Bronson running third for your late model series there. But a lot of excitement. Everybody was on their feet for that one, Dave. I, I don't even know if I can put into words how much just energy and excitement that the crowd had after seeing that late model feature. Yeah. And, and Kyle Larson, he, he's very familiar with uh, tearing up a car 
uh, or a truck uh, on dirt. Uh, he did that at Eldora. Uh, he was uh, had a, a major run, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years, maybe several years ago now at this point, uh, but totally destroyed a truck because uh, he was trying to use that centrifugal force off the wall uh, to get to get that victory. So uh, not uncommon uh, for Kyle uh, Kyle Larson to go out and do that. Uh, how did he do with with the sprint car race? Sprint car went a little smoother for Larson. Unfortunately, these cars are going so fast, Dave. Passing is seemingly the hardest thing to possibly do on the track. Uh, luckily for Logan Schuhart, he didn't have to do much passing last night as he swept the evening. Your fast time qualifier for the night, heat race winner, and $25,000 richer. A good comeback for Logan Schuhart, who's had a really rough season so far with the World of Outlaws, Nos Energy Drink, Sprint Cars. Aaron Reitzel bouncing back. He pocketed $13,000 with a second-place run and the best finish of the season for the driver of the number 11K, Craig Kinzer. If you look down on the scoring pylon, Larson all the way back to seventh place. Struggled just a little bit in that uh, sprint car feature, but fast nevertheless. All these drivers, at least in the top ten, separated by just about the tenth of a second in qualifying. So uh, qualifying is going to be the name of the game tonight. If you don't qualify up front, and you don't get into that fast dash pass, uh, I don't think you're going to have a very good evening when it comes to feature time. It is just so fast out here. Everything seems to go single file. Um, and the sprint cars, man, the last thing you want to do is go side by side and risk touching wheels with somebody because they're clocking these guys at nearly 150 miles an hour. Wow. That's amazing. And so the, the slide job, I mean, you know, potentially the only way it sounds like to get around uh, but if you if you don't complete it, I mean, it, it could be catastrophic. Yeah, it, the slide job is basically the way that passing is going to happen this afternoon at Bristol Motor Speedway. But you have to do it calculated. You can't throw short sliders. You can't drive without a good head on your shoulders tonight. I mean, a lot of these drivers have been very vocal about how dangerous these speeds are. Um, in fact, heat race winner in the late ball series, They've even said that nobody wants to be here. Uh, this track is just way too fast. The racing sucks. Like a lot of drivers being very vocal about this to my surprise too, because uh, as, as fast as it is, it's still Bristol Motor Speedway. You'd think a lot of the drivers would be excited to be here, but that doesn't seem to be the case as I'm walking around the pit area. Uh, it seems like a lot of drivers just uh, all in agreement that the speeds are just way too fast here. Uh, and, a lot of them really kind of worried that we're going to injure somebody. So how how would you take some of the speed out? Would you flatten the track out? I mean, what what would you? Because I, I heard that that NASCAR went in this year and put put a lot more banking into the track, uh, which did produce better racing um, for the uh, the Cup cars. Uh, but uh, it sounds to me like it, it had the opposite effect um, on the uh, the sprint cars. Yeah, speeds are down a little bit this year, but not by much. I mean, only like six-tenths of a second off of the track record from uh, the previous time we were here last year. But still, I mean, the the track is going dry slick pretty early in the night, which is the drivers all want that. Nobody wants to be cowboyed up here on a half mile that's this fast. Um, the only thing that you could really do, though, Dave, is work in some sort of mandatory gear ruling. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you can you can mess with the downforce rules a little bit, but at the end of the day, these guys are the fastest in the world, and they're going to find a way to make their cars 
um, you know, go as fast as they possibly can, no matter what the rule is. So it's going to be tough to slow these guys down too, too much. But uh, definitely an interesting side. If you're into speed, you definitely want to check out that race later on this afternoon on Dirt Vision because it is a spectacle to see. It, it is really cool. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Spencer underscore Hill 4. I'm going to be taking all kinds of videos and uh, pictures throughout the evening as well. I got that last lap battle uh, with Kyle Larson and Jonathan Davenport on there as well. Well, and, and of course, it's one of the smallest tracks uh, on the Cup Series that they go to. But um, on the flip side, I mean, is it one of the largest tracks uh, that the World of Outlaws go to? Yeah, half mile is pretty big for a sprint car, Dave. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much that they're not used to running half miles. Knoxville Raceway, Eldora Speedway, both really historic half miles that put on great racing for the World Outlaws Front Car Series. Uh, the late models, they're no strangers to half miles either. But nothing is banked as much as this. This is easily two to three times more banked than any other racetrack that both those series go to. And that's why we're seeing the high speeds that we're seeing today. Wow. Well, hey, enjoy yourself. Uh, look forward to seeing you back uh, uh, next week. And uh, really appreciate you uh, coming on this morning, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to jumping back in the SEH Motorsports Grammys Kitchen, number 77, next weekend. That's right. Heading down to Vado. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast down there. Uh, we've pretty much covered it all year. Best track in New Mexico. And looking forward to getting one done. A little bit of redemption time coming. Awesome. All right. Well, that was uh, uh, Spencer Hill uh, live from uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. So we got a whole lot more coming up, including uh, we got we got some comments from Kyle Busch. Uh, go go figure. A little bit of controversy going on. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 101715. You're what? Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, probably one of the most divisive uh, drivers in all of NASCAR um, is Kyle Busch. Um, he, over the years, he said some you know very controversial things, um, and yet his sponsor is stuck by him. Joe Gibbs Racing is stuck by him. Uh, but now uh, Mars M&M's has decided that they're, they're going to leave the sport at the end of this year, and so that, that leaves open uh, sponsorship uh, for Kyle Busch. Um, so, you know, Kyle's been trying to kind of avoid this conversation all season because it is, it's like, uh, you know, Mars was one of the biggest sponsors. They had some of the coolest cars. I mean, you know, with a race car with M&Ms on it, I mean, how much awesome, you know, more awesome can that be? Uh, but, uh, he kind of got wrangled by uh, a bunch of the media this week. Um, and, uh, here's that interview. Do you have any sort of time frame for when you want your plans to be decided for next year? Yesterday. You're getting antsy about it? 
I'm not getting antsy about it. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Goodbye. <laughs> so, buy is an option? Ask Joe Gibbs. Have you been knocking on his door about it? Not my problem. Is it their problem then, right? You gotta sell it. If you don't sell it, then nothing to sell or nothing to have. So it's all about the sponsor? Correct. Yeah. That's gotta be frustrating though, in this day and age. Yeah, uh, truck series is probably 95% kids with money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that if you don't get anything from kids, that there'll be somebody else out there that would that you land at? Probably not. Well, they're not going to let you go. They'll figure out something, won't they? Ask Joe Gibbs. So, would you retire rather than leave JGR? Really? I mean, what are we well, doing? You just, well, you just said to Bob, probably not. So I just want to clarify that. I don't want that to be mistaken. I would say I lost my ride. Cole Trickle once said. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, being cagey, a little bit funny. Uh, as a matter of fact, those of you that are checking it out on uh, Global Motorsports Report uh, got to also see uh, the video of it. Uh, thank you, RJ, uh, for... Uh, uh, trying to match that up as best you could, but um, but yeah, a lot of smirks, a lot of you know funniness, but uh, nothing funny really at all about it. Um, this is a perfect example of you know, I mean, how how are you representing the sponsor, right? You know, I mean, and and there's so many different ways people approach it. Uh, one of the things about Jimmy Johnson is, and I you know I basically had an ongoing gag about Jimmy Johnson being you know the most boring uh, driver in all of racing. Uh, and that, you know, he had a, uh, uh, a restraining order out on me to stop talking crap about him. Um, but, uh, but anyway, he was, I mean, that was a love affair when, when Lowe's left, uh, they took their name off the stadium at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, they didn't walk away from, uh, Jimmy Johnson. So you could say whatever you want, you know, about it, but, uh, and, and quite frankly, I mean, Kyle Busch has got to be concerned about it. You know, I mean, he's got to be thankful on on one hand for all the sponsorship and them sticking with him. Uh, it would it will be amazing. I I don't see why Joe Gibbs would let him go. I mean, the guy's clearly successful. What do they say? Um, uh, you know, even uh, negative press is is good press. You know, I mean, and likewise. I mean, we're talking about Kyle Busch. I mean, so you know, maybe I'm part of the problem. You know, for participating. Uh, for if we're kidding that going on, but. I, I've I've dealt with his behavior like this firsthand, and I actually walked away going, you know, I need to be better prepared, and I will give. I've you know I've talked a lot about Lee Spencer and how yeah I don't like her and blah blah blah, but the way she reset that question, I, I that was very professional, and I think uh, I think she did a fantastic job and didn't let him off the hook. I could learn something there next time he pulls that on me. <laughs> Next time he plays exactly. Next time he pulls that on me, I'm not going to ask him what his favorite Eminem is. Now I can't do that if he doesn't have Eminem as a sponsor anymore. And by the way, the answer was crispy. I, has anybody seen a crispy Eminem? That's they're relatively new. Why? Why in the world would he think crispy Eminems are the best Eminem? That's hey, ridiculous. Exactly. So I think product that was, placement, baby. Yes, we had no more about it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of product placement, uh, let's let's do talk some car shows. Uh, first thing I want to I want to you know send a shout out to Park in the Park. Holy mackerel! That was a great car show last weekend. 
That was absolutely fantastic. I mean, RJ, you went out. I mean, did it just blow your mind? There was like cars everywhere, vendors everywhere. Man, it was it was the the one thing. I mean, it was so spread out because they had to be. There were so many different like variables of the beer garden, the cars indoor, outdoor. There's different parking. There's different areas. There was you'd walk around literally the whole event center, and no matter where you were, there's something to do with this event, and. It wasn't the perfect conditions. It was a little little cool outside, and the wind was picking up yeah. sometimes. But people were enjoying themselves. They could tell like this was a step up that they needed to do, and it's only going to go up from here. It's going to be so much more improved even next season, next year. I can't yeah. wait for this. is going to be one of my favorite events all year. Well, and also want to give you a report on Razorville. Uh, we we had uh, Frank Keen in here um, invited us out. Um, I went out. A super cool event. There must have been thirty. Uh, Razor, you know, off-road ATV um, vehicles out there. It was a ride for veterans. Um, I got to interview a couple of veterans. Uh, one gentleman was uh, uh, in Korea, uh, Vietnam. Uh, he uh, is into restoring old military vehicles. And there was about four of them out there. Uh, a gentleman from Desert Storm uh, uh, named Butch. Another guy, um, you know, named... Um, Bo, and of course his name was Ron Roberts. Um, I have an interview coming out in the New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine um, about that, but that was fantastic. And and they basically go on rides every weekend. You know, they go out there, and what a neat place. I mean, I was driving out southern west, uh, ran out of asphalt. I was like, oh, man, I mean, is it out here? And, yep, it was still a little bit further out, uh, a lot of cool things. But I give a shout-out. You ever have an opportunity to go do that? So let's let's knock out a, a couple of car shows. Uh, looks like we got uh, two on the agenda for today. Let's talk about that Manzano High School uh, Family Day car show. Yeah, so they have a ton of great events that are kind of planned out. So Manzano had a, like a starter one kind of like two weeks ago. So this is a Family Day car show that's with the Manzano High School. It's a gym parking lot. It's going on right after this show from nine for nine eleven's the roll in while 11 to the actual show. And pretty much the entry to enter is the donation to the Manzano uh, High School, The pretty much the, the student teacher, kind of like the organization that mm-hmm. they have. It's sponsored by the Navy R- uh, Junior ROTC. There's going to be trophies, music, food trucks, fun event. They're going to have the color guard out there to make it like an official show. So they're having some good fun out there at Manzano. All right, let's talk about the Intellitech College this is their first car show. I, that's actually surprising to me. They haven't done this before. Yeah, but it's it's a good area, and people are, can come out there with that parking lot and kind of have a good time. So it's going to be a first annual, so more to come hopefully, their annual car show and part swap that's going to be out there. This is going to be a full day event, so it's going to be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and they're going to have some cool face painting for the kids, food trucks for everyone to go join, live music, some modern performances. I'm kind of I need to do a little more digging on that, but yeah. I bet there's going to be some cool stuff out there. Probably stuff to do with the college itself. Modified trucks, low riders and classic hot rods are all going to be out there. So go enjoy some great times out there on San Mateo, uh 40 4575 San Mateo to be specifically at the Intellitech College first annual car show. Awesome. So tomorrow uh, Northern New Mexico Honor Flight and Car Show at the New Mexico Veterans Memorial, which is at 1100 Louisiana um, here in Albuquerque. It's free to the public from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also, uh, you got to check out today going on in Denver um, is a Supercross uh, going on today. You want to check that out. Uh, will Eli Tomac wrap up the championship? 
or will Jason Anderson steal it? Now, Anderson's uh, been coming on uh, of late when uh, when several races here recently, but uh, uh, rooting for Jason Anderson, but uh, uh, tune in and check that out. All right, well, that's another edition of the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Uh, I want to thank uh, Dan Watkins behind the Watkins behind the glass. Uh, R.J. Lee's, thank you for everything you do, man. You work your tail off. Uh, most people have no idea uh, how much time and effort you put into this show. Uh, of course, uh, we thank Spencer Hill for joining us uh, from Bristol, Tennessee, which is kind of ironic. Both of you guys have spent a fair amount of Tennessee, and now now we got that Albuquerque boy over in Tennessee. Uh, but tune in next week. We'll have a new whole new show. Uh, keep your eye out on the racks. We've got a new magazine coming out in a week, next 10 days. Uh, a lot of new uh, cool articles. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. 